Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Purpose Project. I'm your host, Emily Gigliotti. I hope you are all well and safe and healthy during this time. I have a great episode for you guys today, but before we dive into the episode, I do want to discuss a few very important and serious things in regard to the state of the world right now and also The Purpose Project. Over two weeks ago, the death of George Floyd shook the nation and sent the world in an uproar. And honestly, it was a much needed uproar. And the past few weeks have been full of emotions and peaceful protests, petitions and donations and advocacy for the black community. Everyone came together last week on social media and in person to listen, learn, and create these hard and uncomfortable conversations surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement. And these are conversations that should have happened before the death of George Floyd. But it was so great to see everyone coming together and working together and supporting the Black community. And like I just said, this is always how it should have been. We should have been doing this from the start and it is our fault for not standing up and realizing it. And it's really disappointing and heartbreaking to even think this hasn't been conversation before. But like I said, this is how it always should have been. And this is how it always will be from here on out. But the only way to ensure that we are going to continue supporting and advocating and working together to support the Black community and the Black Lives Matter movement is we are all going to have to continue listening, sharing, learning, donating, and having those hard and uncomfortable conversations. They can't stop after the past two weeks. They can't stop now. They need to get even more intense and more normal and more a part of our everyday conversations. But so this past Tuesday was my 23rd birthday and I was planning on creating an episode this week called something like 23 things I have learned in 23 years. And I began to think about everything that's been going on and I started to think that George Floyd won't have another birthday. Breonna Taylor won't have another birthday. So many other individuals who were unjustly murdered because of the color of their skin won't have another birthday. And it is absolutely heartbreaking to even think of that one fact and the fact that this has been happening for so many years without these conversations. It's heartbreaking, disgusting, and I don't even know how to put it to words. I am about to begin another year of my life when so many other people will not. I am white and I am privileged and I am living another year because of the color of my skin. These are conversations that we need to be having. We need to be having these conversations with our friends, our family members, our family members that may not agree with us. These are conversations that we need to be having at the dinner table and talking about these things with our coworkers, with our colleagues. These conversations need to be happening. And without these conversations, nothing will change. 
Like I said in last week's episode, nothing changes if nothing changes. And as you all have probably noticed on social media and everywhere, honestly, creators have started to go back to uploading their usual content. But that does not mean that we stop the energy and conversations we have already begun. This is only the beginning. I want all of my listeners to understand that I and this podcast will not stop being a part of that conversation. And I've mentioned in previous episodes that this podcast is in existence to share people's experiences, passions, beliefs, and this platform should be used to amplify people's voices. And I admitted last podcast episode that I feel I haven't been doing a good enough job of that in the past. In the upcoming weeks, I have some really freaking amazing guests coming on to talk about their experiences and to share their stories. And I'm so excited for you to hear them. I just wanted to make this statement to make sure that you all know, all of my listeners, that I see you, I hear you, and I am ready to use this platform to amplify people's voices and stories more than I have in the past. Recently, I heard a person in my life that's actually a mentor of mine. She was posting on her Instagram story talking about her reflections over the past week. And she said, you need to listen in order to learn. And you need to learn in order to lead. I know that I do personally have a bit of work to do. And I think we always will have work to do. We should always want and have that passion to want to learn. But I am ready to lead. And I'm going to do my best to stand up for the black community and use this platform to continue those hard and uncomfortable conversations. And I hope you all will join me. So I will have um, links in these show notes as well as on our Instagram at the Purpose Project Pod. And also, if you guys didn't know, I have a highlight on the Purpose Project Instagram that has all of the resources that I have been posting about the Black Lives Matter movement, where you can donate, petitions you can sign, um, just information in general. And then there's also a link in our uh, Linktree bio that you can click on. It's the first one, and it's a website full of information about where you can sign petitions, where you can donate, just where you can learn, all of it. So the resources are available on the Purpose Project Instagram and direct links to donate will be in the show notes and in the bio of our Instagram. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this intro. And we are going to dive right into today's episode. I, uh, a few weeks back, this was pre-recorded, had a wonderful conversation with Sarah Humphrey. She is the host of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I was actually a guest on her podcast a few weeks back. So definitely go back and check out that episode. But in today's episode, it's very lighthearted and fun where Sarah and I get a little bit into self-love versus self-care. All right, guys, that is enough of me chatting for this intro. 
Without further ado, let's hop into the episode. I'll chat with you guys after. Welcome back to The Purpose Project. I am here today with another wonderful guest. Her name is Sarah, and I'm so happy to have her on the pod today. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Of course, girl. Um, Go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about you, who you are, and then talk about your podcast a little bit, too. Of course. Yeah. So I'm Sarah Humphrey. For those of you who don't know me, I am the host of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. And it's basically a podcast where I really focus on kind of navigating the redirections we all face in life. I talk a lot about relationships, post-grad, honestly, anything in between, I'll talk about it. And me and Emily actually did a podcast recently. So if you haven't heard um, it on my podcast, go check it out. We talked about motivation, comparison, and just kind of like our backgrounds in athletics. So it was a great podcast and I love chatting with her. So I'm so grateful to be on today to talk about all things self-love and self-care. Girl, hyping me up. Like (laughs) I have um, to be your hype man. (laughs) But where did you, you just graduated, right? I did. I just graduated from the University of San Diego. So yeah, I kind of left that part out, I guess, now that I'm realizing. Um, But (laughs) I am living currently in San Diego, California. I just got a job. Very grateful that I got a job in this, you know, job market. But I'm going to be a recruiter in downtown San Diego, which will be fun. I think it basically... The only thing you really need to do in order to be a good recruiter is be able to talk a lot. And that's one thing I have down pat. So that's also why (laughs) I started a podcast because I can talk about anything. And I was talking about um, this with Emily beforehand before we started recording. And I was like, honestly, give me a topic and I'll talk about it. Ask me to talk about ham and I will give you a story about ham. (laughs) No, seriously. And that's one of the reasons I wanted you on the podcast because our conversation over on uh, Sarah's podcast, which is so natural and it just like flowed so easily. And I feel like as we've gotten to know each other as friends too, it's so easy to talk to one another. Um, So it's going to be a great conversation today, which I am excited about. Um, We were also just saying before the podcast started offline that I'm extremely jealous of San Diego, how you live there. And I wish I lived on the west coast but I know she really needs to come visit because I mean I'm not gonna say west coast best coast because my family is from the east coast and I do really really love the east coast I love New York I might move there one day but west the west coast is it's something else if you haven't been here especially in San Diego I live directly on the beach like 300 feet away. I go on a beach walk every single morning. That's probably what I'm going to do later on today. Um, And the sunsets are amazing. I love it. And I'm going to be so sad. I think when I'm probably like 27, 28, and it's no longer to have a bunch of roommates where you can kind of rent out a big house on the beach and you can afford it because by that time, you know, I'm going to hopefully be like able to support myself. (laughs) And that probably means I also can't afford to live on the beach. So I'm just soaking it up. 
what you never know girl have that high aspiration manifest it now like get oh, i am like- i am man- <laughs> manifesting like especially with kelsey um our friend from what's stopping you she, she has a great podcast but she talked about all about like manifestation for some reason i cannot say that word but um <laughs> yeah one thing i learned is that you really have to like i guess focus on what you want i'm really trying to do that recently that's on my actual I guess like my monthly goal list is to kind of Mm -hmm. start manifesting what I really want in life. But to be honest, I'm still not 100% sure what I should be manifesting about. So I just kind of I'm at square one right now. (laughs) I totally feel that I feel like manifesting for me started off as more as like a feeling like I just want to feel good and happy all the time, even though manifesting is usually focus more on like a physical thing that you want to achieve or a place you want to go but for me it's been like I just want to feel positive and happy and good in my body and like that's kind of like what I've been focusing on lately but yeah San Diego I have been there multiple times it's absolutely beautiful I love it so much I love San Diego I love La Jolla I love that entire area I just want to be on a beach right now but I can't because I'm in Pennsylvania with a pina colada in hand I want yes oh my god some fruity beverage I don't love fruity beverages but if I'm on a beach it's in my hand I thank you no but going off of like what you said about feeling good and just like really I guess loving where you are at in life I 100% agree and I think kind of just what we are going to talk about today I think just being at peace with where you are in life I think that is the most important thing you can do because otherwise you're just going to kind of go around this life just hating every second of it and then that kind of projects onto other people sometimes unintentionally but I think really just striving to live a life that you love and you are at peace with that's I think the number one thing we should all be manifesting heck yes I I feel like that's so hard to do sometimes, but for me, I mentioned this on a past episode, but for me, when someone says to me, like, what's your goal at the end of like the road? Like, where do you want to see yourself? And usually people respond with like a position in a career. And yes, I would love to be a general manager of a minor league baseball team. That's my goal. But I would also love to be happy and content and at peace with where I am in life. And like, even if that's money that's in my relationships, my love life, my friendships, my family, any of it. Like, I just want to feel whole and centered at all times. And I think that completely starts with yourself, like me, myself, and I. Exactly. And if you're not centered internally about who you are and what you bring to the table, then nothing else is going to come to follow. Well, no, that's especially one thing I learned over the past four years, especially in college, because I mean, Mm -hmm. in high school, I know we all kind of struggle with ourselves. Like you don't go throughout high school and like not experience some kind of insecurity. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all have it. And I think in like in high school, I did struggle a lot with kind of like an eating disorder and like a lot of mental health issues. And I mean, my self worth was kind of just in the toilet. And I think over these past four years when I went to college, I really was, I don't know, I tried to really just 
force myself, okay, Sarah, these next four years, you're going to have a complete 180. And that's what I really did. I moved from Arizona out here to San Diego and I just decided to make a completely new life for myself. And that all started with my mindset and how I viewed myself and how I talked to myself. And even just saying every single day, like, I am confident, I am beautiful, I am strong. Like, it sounds so cheesy. And like, to a certain extent, it kind of is. But I mean, it's the repetition and constantly reminding yourself that no, you're not stupid, a loser, whatever you're, you want to put in there. Um, it's what you tell yourself that you will begin to believe. And so I think telling yourself first and foremost daily that you are all of those things, beautiful, strong, et cetera, then you'll start to believe that and then you'll start to become that. I, you couldn't have said that better. I mean, if you guys couldn't tell, I mean, we can just introduce the subject now because I feel like we are diving headfirst into it, which I love. But so we're going to be talking about self-love versus self-care and really diving into the self-love aspect. I wanted to do an episode. I was thinking about doing this episode with more of like a professional who's like coaching self-love or something. But I also think that it's really important for two girls who are graduated college, just trying to figure out life is figuring out how to love themselves and figure out how to take care of themselves. And so I was listening to a podcast recently and I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. And I, I want to credit this person so bad. So if I remember it, I will leave it in the show notes below, but they were mentioning how there's a complete difference between self-care and self-love. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't really realize. So like for me, when I think of self-care, it's do what things can you do to love yourself? Like talking kinder to yourself, doing like a spa day, like taking yourself to get your nails done, buying yourself a new outfit, like doing something. It doesn't have to be monetary, but doing things for yourself, taking yourself on a long walk. That's self-care. It's an action to get yourself to self-love. But self-love is something that is so complex and intricate. And it's something that I fully, I mean, I'm on the road to it, but it's something that you need to be so comfortable with mentally and physically. And there are such different spec like areas of the spectrum that it's so I it's just a monster of a mountain that people have to conquer every day. No, I would totally agree. I mean, self-love, like you kind of mentioned, I don't think anyone ever fully achieves it. I think it's a continual journey that we go on through our lives. That. And I mean, even I guess like if you talk to an 85 year old woman, I don't think they're ever going to say like, oh, I'm a, in completely and utterly in love with myself. And I am, I don't know, they wouldn't say necessarily that they are completely, completely head over heels in love with themselves, because I think they would realize that they could love themselves even better just from way from the way they talk to their themselves. Um, and not to say that like when you're 85, that woman doesn't love herself completely. She probably loves herself so incredibly much. But I think after, I don't know, living so many years on this earth, you realize that there's just so much more love you can give yourself, even when you completely love yourself still, if that is making sense. 
No, that that's such a such an interesting thing you just said because I don't think I've ever thought about that. Like when when we see all these like posts about self-love and loving yourself, like they're all from people our age or in their 30s to 40s. Like we never see someone who's gone through 80 years of their life talk about themselves because I feel like at that point in their life they're surrounded by so many other people that they don't even think about that. If that makes sense. I don't know, maybe not, but it's so interesting because there's definitely a point in our lives, like all, like I can even say in my 23 years of life, there have been points where I have hated myself and there have been points when I've been at the top of a mountain and I can scream from the top of the mountain saying, I love myself dearly, but that's always going to be a struggle. There are going to be different times in our lives that we're going up and down. And even when you're 80, 90, hundred, whatever it may be, you're still going to be dealing with that. Like you're going to be yeah. getting old. You're going to get wrinkles. You're going to have people like not to get all like somber or anything, <laughs> but it's so true because I think people think it's this ultimate like challenge that you need to achieve. And like, once you get there, you get a prize, but just like the path of life, it's a constant thing. And it's more about the process, which I preach on this podcast. Exactly. It's more about the process than actually like reaching a goal, especially with self-love. No, exactly. And just kind of like going back to like reiterate, like the point I was making, um, like, I don't know. I remember me personally, I think sophomore year, um, this was right after um, freshman year had ended and I moved to Monterey, California and I became a camp counselor, which was super fun. But I remember I moved to a place where I literally knew no one and I was just alone um, during the summer completely by myself. And that was a time where I really just had to focus on self-love and just building my confidence and all of that. And then I kind of entered into my sophomore year, got in a relationship with a guy, and I unknowingly determined a lot of my self-confidence based on that relationship. And it's so funny because if you were to ask me when I was a sophomore, oh, do you love yourself? Are you confident in yourself? I would be like 110%. Yes, bitch, I'm amazing. But now I look back at that time and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so insecure. I didn't actually love myself like I should have. And I think kind of going back to my point of being 80 and still kind of deciding whether you love yourself enough or where that kind of lies on the spectrum, I think like an 80-year-old, will even look back when they're, say, 75 and be like, oh, yeah, five years ago, I didn't love myself enough. And, you know, it's just always – you're always realizing, and I hate saying that because I think of Kylie Jenner when she's like 2018 (laughs) was the year of realizing things. But um, I think you do, like, realize that as each year goes on, you realize that, no, maybe I didn't love myself enough during this particular time when I actually thought I did. So it's just kind of shifting your perspective constantly to really just aim towards that goal that, yes, we might never achieve complete and utter self-love, but the best we can do is just kind of go after and try to aim as best as we can at that kind of target. 
Yeah, I can relate with your story of moving. I mean, you know my story, but I moved to Philadelphia and I didn't know a single soul. After quitting softball, after leaving my whole life that I knew, I just decided to move to a city. And it was probably the best decision I could have ever made because during those two years of me getting acclimated to the city, I learned so much about myself that I hated, but I also loved. Like mm-hmm. uh, one, one, yeah, one quality that I can immediately think of that I have battled like every day with, and I'm still like battling, like, like we say, it's a constant battle is my loud personality all the time. I had an ex before that told me that I was too loud and too obnoxious. And so whenever he associated those two words, so whenever I, someone said, oh my God, you're so loud, like to me, in a joking way, like in a good way, I would take it as obnoxious because those two words were put together. So for the longest time, I tried to silence myself and I tried to like keep to myself and keep pushing down, not being as loud or not saying my opinion or not being the rambunctious human. I know I am just to satisfy those thoughts in my head that I wasn't good enough when I'm loud, but I've grown to realize that my loudness is exactly who I am. And I love it because it makes me stand out in a room. And it's something that I deal with every day. Like I was on the phone with one of my friends last night and he was like, I don't think my friends would be friends with you because you're really loud. And I was like, excuse me. And like, I took that to heart, but he was like, M he's like, you know, I love you. Like you're loud. Like that's who you are. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) But like, it's those little things that you are constantly battling with yourself. And I am sure whoever's listening to this, like you probably have that one thing. It may be a physical feature. It may be a personality trait, but you have that one thing that you're insecure about and that you're battling with every day. And for some, it's more than one. For some, it's just that one thing, but everyone is going through something. And that's something that I also had to be reminded of when I was dealing with my loudness, but No, it's so funny that you mentioned that because all of my friends say, they're like, Sarah, you walk into a room and people know you walk into a room just because, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to like hype myself up here, but I mean, maybe I should because this is a podcast about self-love, but I mean, I like to think when I'm in the right crowd and I am comfortable with everyone, I am the life of the party. Like I I am a fun time. But I think for a while, it's funny that you say that you try to silence yourself. Um, But for me, out of my insecurity of, I have this like really big insecurity of not being seen. And I'm currently um, going to therapy and I have no shame about it. But me and my therapist- No, you should have no shame, girl. I know. You should never have shame about going to therapy. I'm a huge advocate for it. But me and my therapist kind of discovered that I have- this fear of not being seen. And I think that stems from my childhood, like most insecurities do. And I was scared of not being seen in college because growing up, I was not popular at all. I was incredibly bullied. I was overweight a lot. And so I was called names like fat, ugly, all of these things. And then, I mean, once I got to college, I lost a lot of weight. So I learned how to put on makeup and I had a loud personality, which I guess some people find quote unquote attractive. I don't know. Call it what you want. But 
I think I kind of knew, oh, well, I know I have this bubbly personality that people like. So I'm going to try to kind of fit in with this certain like party crowd and make friends with people like that and use it to my advantage because I want to be seen and I want to fit in with these people. So I kind of used it in the opposite way that you did, but it still came out of an insecurity, which I mean, now looking back, I wish I would have not tried so hard to be this quote unquote bubbly person because, you know, I'm human. Some days I have really bad days. Some days I have really great days, but I think I felt I always had to put on this show of being this fun, bubbly, blonde, short girl. <laughs> um, and now looking back, I just wish I would have stayed true to myself and, yes, kept that personality trait that I love. And I'm not going to change that about myself because I love that part about myself, but I'm not going to do it in order to please other people. I'm just going to do it because I purely like how I am now. Yes, absolutely. And it's so hard sometimes. It, it really is because you're like battling with that thought in your head 24-7. But that's that's like we said, like self-love is a constant battle. It's a roller coaster. Some days you're going to be high. Some days you're going to be low. Some days you're going to be so upset. And I mean, that is with like mentally and physically. And I, there's a complete difference and I want to dive a little bit into the physical part and self-love physically, because that's a huge thing too. So you can love yourself emotionally and you can feel like you are at an emotional state that you are happy with and you are confident in your ability to walk into a room or be loud, whatever it may be. But there's a different type of self-love that comes with loving your body. And Amen. yeah, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on this? Um, well, I have, first of all, many, many thoughts on this, but like kind of self-love or the self-love that is more emotional and mental, I think the whole physical aspect of it, that also is a constant battle and I don't think one ever fully fully achieves pure self-love physically just because there is always going to be something that we are all insecure about on our body like yes there is plastic surgery and there are workouts and diets that you can do in order to kind of change your body but I mean a lot of people you know they have that one thing whether it even be like that one of their eyebrows isn't symmetrical. It could be as simple as that. And like for me, I, like I mentioned before, I had a really, really bad eating disorder in high school and I had a lot of body dysmorphia. Um, I just had terrible body image issues and now kind of coming out of that, it's been, I think, five years since I've been, I guess, quote unquote recovery. But um, I have really had to coach myself on really loving my body no matter how it looks. And especially in college, like it is so hard when, you know, drinking is a thing and drinking makes you gain weight. I don't care who you are. It makes anyone gain weight. And so just kind of learning to love myself, especially during this quarantine, I've noticed I have been 
eating a lot. And it's not like I've been gaining weight because I do go on so many walks and kind of burn it off, but I haven't been able to lose these last like five to 10 pounds that I um, gained in the winter. And I don't know, I've been, I personally have been struggling. I was telling my roommate the other day, I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm really upset with my body right now. I don't get it. I work out so much. I just don't know how to just completely be fine with it. So I'm I'm still struggling and everyone does though. I know. And that's that statement that you just said that I'm still learning to be completely fine with it. It's something that I feel like so many people work with. And thank you for sharing that about your eating disorder. I can't imagine. And I'm glad you've worked through it and found a happy place with it now. But it's something that everyone struggles with in different phases of their life. And I know for me, I've always been bigger boned. I just am. I'm 5'9". I am just bigger. I have thick legs. Like I just am. And for me, I've had to learn that even though I'm not as skinny as all the models or as skinny as all my friends, what makes me happy and me confident is strength and being strong. I so. I would totally agree. Weightlifting is my favorite thing to do and I miss it so much since there's no gym. I'm so tired of these hit workouts. Please I know. make it stop. <laughs> Seriously though. Yeah, but my my body positivity comes from working out and being strong. So it may not be losing 10, 15 pounds but it's gaining muscle and just feeling like I am like a badass, basically. Like, no, that's basically it. Yeah, I totally agree because I was actually on a walk yesterday and I was thinking to myself, I have not felt sore in forever. And it's the kind of sore you get when you do really heavy weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love the squat rack. Every person knows me at school as quote unquote, like the gym girl, because I'm always at the gym. I love it. I'm not afraid of the weight section. And I guess a little plug to anyone who is kind of debating on whether to get into weightlifting and kind of scared because it is very masculine. Mm -hmm. It's intimidating. It is intimidating, especially when, I mean, I'm 5'3", I'm short. And then you walk into a room full of a bunch of buff six foot guys who are grunting Mm -hmm. and yelling and sweaty. Yeah, that's it's a little intimidating, but honestly, you're going to prove them wrong. And that's really attractive, in my opinion, just to walk into a certain room with confidence and not really care what anyone else is thinking. But kind of going back to the whole feeling strong and sexy, I feel that is when I feel my most confident is when I'm doing that. And for you, for like people listening you don't have to do weightlifting in order to feel strong and sexy. Like you find whatever works for you. And that's the kind of beauty, beauty of life and differences that we all have. Like some people really feel their best when they're doing a bar class or an orange theory class or running or yoga. And I think on this kind of journey of self love that we have, you kind of have to play around with different things in order to find what works best for you. And you're not going to always find it the first time you do something. And that's okay. And it can be really frustrating because you're like, 
oh, well, this is working for so-and-so. Why isn't it working for me? Well, I don't know. You have a different body and that's totally fine. You're just going to have to kind of figure out and discover what works for you. And if it takes five years, it maybe takes five years, but that's where you have to be really patient with the process. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you put that, brought up that point because that was something I was going to say next is that your self-love journey into loving your body too is going to be completely different than the person next to you. Everyone's body is completely different and you just need to find things that make you feel good. I have a friend who is a spin instructor and she feels like a badass when she's on a bike and she feels so strong and so empowered when she's riding a bike. I'm into biking, like cycling, indoor cycling, but it doesn't give me the adrenaline that lifting does. So like for me, I sometimes feel self-conscious in a uh, spin studio. So one of my biggest insecurities is working out in a sports bra. That is like, I don't, it's something I'm trying to get through right now, actually, with the training program that I'm on. I'm trying to get through that over that insecurity and over that hump because I want to be able to only wear a sports bra and leggings when I'm working out. But for me, there's something that is just so revealing about it. And I want, I want to, I really do, but I just, I'm not there yet. I don't love myself enough yet. So I remember when I first started cycling, I walked into the room on my first day, like trying this out into a flywheel class. And I walked in and like everyone was in a sports bra and leggings. And I was wearing a like razor back tank top, but still I felt so not unwelcome, but just like I wasn't connecting because I wasn't in a sports bra, which is so silly, but it's something that I battle all the time because I, I would love to have the confidence to strut into a gym and just be wearing a sports bra and leggings. And that's something that I'm working towards. And if you feel confident already wearing a sports bra and leggings, then good for you. That's what makes you feel good. But for me, that's something that I've had to struggle with for a really long time. And it just gives me like the heebie jeebies thinking about wearing a sports bra and leggings. And that may sound silly and totally laugh <laughs> like it is, but it's something that it's something that I fight in my mind all the time. Like I know that I'm strong. I know that I can probably lift more weight than some of the guys in the gym. Like, let's be honest. Oh, I'm but, sure you can. <laughs> but I don't feel comfortable with myself yet doing that. And I think that's the thing a lot of people need to realize is when you love yourself fully and like your body and your body positive about you you don't care about what anyone else thinks around you. And that's not the reason I'm not wearing a sports bra and leggings in the gym. I'm not worried that Sam is going to look over at me and go, why the hell is she wearing a sports bra? She shouldn't be wearing that. It's not that. It's me not thinking that I'm able to pull it off. So it's just, you never know what people are fighting in their head either. Like you never know. So it's, it's a really interesting thing that I've been fighting with, but it all goes back to the whole, just like finding what makes you happy and what puts you in a strong headspace. Um, that's really important. No, it's interesting that you brought that up because I mean, like I mentioned, I live in San Diego, I live on the beach and I would say I'm around people 50% of the time. They're basically half naked. They're always just either in shorts if you're a guy or in a bikini if you're a girl. And I'm, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't jealous of, you know, those girls who can 
completely eat a full meal and not have like a whole food baby situation going on <laughs> because I'm not that way. I I have a really big ass. Like I am very bottom heavy. I tend to carry more weight than I guess most people naturally and I have to put in a lot of work in order to kind of have the body that I do and like I mentioned I'm still working on that and trying to love myself along the way and it is kind of hard to be around people constantly who do have like six packs and do have amazing quote-unquote Instagram girl bodies and just learning to to kind of be comfortable in the bikini I'm wearing and being like no I work hard for my body and there's a saying even it's hard to be mad at yourself when you're treating your body so well and it's so true I mean yes I'm going to have insecurity some days but at the end of the day I know I do I do sleep I do eat healthy I work out super hard. I know I'm super strong. And I've even had guys come up to me at the gym and be like, yeah, you you lift more than I do. And I'm like, I know. Thank you. And it's like kind of a confidence boost too. And then just even kind of seeing older women when I'm out at the beach. And I think we all know what we're what I'm talking about when we see those women who are 65, boobs a little saggy, belly out and they're wearing that full-on bikini and they just don't care and it's beautiful and I'm so excited to eventually get there one day I'm only 23 but you know what I have a few more years ahead of me till I'm there but I'm really excited to just see how my view on my body and loving it each and every day how that kind of plays out yeah the growth aspect is really important just I, I mean, I always preach this. So the people that listen to my podcast are probably sick of hearing this, but it's all about the process. It's not about the end goal. And especially with self-love, it is something that like you, like with your body too, you watch your body grow like and change constantly. I have these pictures. I wrote this article a long time ago when I used to write, but I had this article that like from my freshman year of high school, every single year up until my sophomore year of college, how much my body changed like year to year. It was insane. Just like one year I was skinny. One year I was considered fat. The next year I was strong, but the next year I lost all my muscle and I was skinny. Like your body is changing constantly. And as you grow older, your body is going to change with the environment you're surrounded around. So you also have to remember stress is a factor. Your mental health is a factor, all of it. It's going to change, but you have to learn to love who you are completely and just work with it. It's going to be a constant struggle and a constant battle. And it's it just to let the listeners know, whoever's listening to this, you're not alone if you're struggling with it. If you are not even close to loving yourself or if you're there, it's going to change all the time. And you just need to push through and keep telling yourself that like you, you got this. Like, I think that's the best thing that I can give for advice is just reminding yourself that you're going to change tomorrow, next week. Like it's all going to change. Like your life is unpredictable. No, exactly. And one thing I want to mention too is us as women, our hormones and our body changes constantly. So I'm assuming, you know, most of the people listening to this podcast are younger and probably mid twenties, maybe early thirties, but we should be 
thankful for the bodies we have right now because after we have kids, if you choose to have children, our bodies change so much. Just having a human grow inside you, I can't even imagine what that does to your body. And so therefore, I guess even constantly reminding ourselves every day before that kind of phase of our life happens. Yeah. And I think that's where the whole, it's like finding the ways to make yourself happy and find the ways to self-love is important because throughout life, things are going to happen and you're going to not have as much time now as we may at 23 to work out as when we do when we're 30 something and we have kids running around the house. Like, and we have a husband and we have a career that's like calling our name. There's going to be so many factors that are just like yelling at us. And we may not be able to put our physical appearance like first all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding that you are who you are. And as you change with the roller coasters of life, you're going to have to learn to love yourself in different ways. It may not be the best at one point, but it may be the best at others. So it's just, it's constantly going to change. No, exactly. And kind of going off of the fact that our life will change as we kind of progress older or get older and, you know, we have a family and have kids and have a job. I think that's when it's super important to implement the whole idea of self-care because yes, I think Mm -hmm. loving yourself is first and foremost the most important thing. But self-care is one of those things that kind of keeps it in check, makes you remind yourself that, yes, I am important. And self-care can look so different to so many people. It can be getting your nails done, getting a massage, going on a walk, exercising, eating healthy food, having a glass of wine at dinner. It can be whatever you want it to be, but I think it's so important to implement daily just little things that are quote unquote self care. No, yeah, and that brings everything really full circle. Like you're we talking about before, is so self care is an act you put towards the self love. It's something that you remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing, why you love yourself. It's just giving yourself that little act of like thank you, like to yourself. But self-love is like way internal. So Sarah, what are some ways that you focus on self-care right now during quarantine? I think that's something that a lot of people may be struggling with because I know a lot of people, well, we can't all go get our nails done or our hair done because I know for me, my getting my nails done is one of my favorite things um, or going to the gym like physically and like actually escaping the world or going to a fitness class and sitting in a cycling studio. Like they're all completely different things that we can't do right now. So what are you focusing on to self-care and show yourself some love? It's funny because I'm not a person who really gets my nails done. I don't really get a haircut ever. I've never dyed my hair before. So I know I am kind of an anomaly in that sense, (laughs) but I am a big person who loves massages. I love massages. Since I am an athlete, oh my gosh, if I could – I could pay someone literally a million dollars to give me a massage and I wouldn't like bat an eyelash. Is that the saying? Bat an eyelash? That's not the saying. Uh, uh. (laughs) Yeah, one thing you should know about me. Yeah, one thing you should know about me is I always get these sayings wrong. It's like 
instead of saying like, oh, kill two birds with one stone, I would say like kill two birds with a rock. I'm really bad. That is so funny. Uh, no, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, back to what I was saying. Um, I do love massages so much. So unfortunately, I can't do that at this point in time. But I do have a foam roller. So I do that often. Yeah. But I always make sure to go on a walk every day. I think that's kind of like my mental and like spiritual way of just kind of release. I think being out in mm-hmm. nature is super, super important. And also sometimes what I do, especially during this time, I don't really have anyone to see. So therefore I'm not putting on makeup and I'm not brushing my hair. I'm really trying at least probably like two or three days a week. I put on makeup to make myself feel more together. And it's just like the little things right now. And I am fully embracing this quarantine lifestyle of really letting, quote unquote, letting myself go. But I think it's just the little things of reminding myself, oh, wait, I can put on makeup. And wow, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I look pretty good today. So it's just like the little things for me. But I know a lot of my friends, they take baths, do um, a lot of skincare routines. I need to get more to that. But I think it's just even the little things during this time is what you can do to kind of show yourself a little bit of extra love. Yeah, I com- I completely agree. Uh, the long walk thing is definitely something that I've been really focusing on right now, taking at least like a three to four mile walk and just plugging in a podcast and just like being by myself and away from social media. So important. And so I've been loving that. But um, do you have like to sum this up? Do you have any advice to anyone listening that may be struggling with self-love during this time? Um, if you, or even if you, like you could tell your younger self when you were struggling with self-love, what would you tell yourself? Yeah, totally. Um, well to anyone who is struggling with loving themselves completely, just so you know, you are not alone at all. Mm -hmm. It's a constant battle. Like I mentioned beforehand that everyone is facing, but it's a day by day process you constantly have to work at it and it can be exhausting sometimes to just kind of get up every morning and remind yourself that you are strong and confident, especially when you aren't feeling necessarily that way. But it pays off in the long run because loving yourself is the most important thing you can do in this life. You are the only person you have at the end of the day. You know, you come into this world and you leave this world alone. So, I think just really learning to love yourself and putting in that work, it will pay off in the end. And at the end of the day, just find a good friend who you can vent to and people surround yourself with people who really push you along your journey of self-love too. I would say that is the most important thing. Community is number one in life. Just You just need people to hype you up sometimes if you can't be that for yourself and just really surrounding yourself with people who will push you along that self-love journey I think is so incredibly important you you said it all there I mean I couldn't say that much better myself but like Sarah just ended off with find people that can amp you up and can support you if you're feeling down at times people that have your back and if you can't think of anyone message Sarah and I we got you Exactly. Slide into the DMs. 
<laughs> Always open for some support. Okay, awesome. Well, that was a lovely conversation that I'm so glad we got to have. Um, but at the end of my episodes with my guests, I like to do a little speed round Q&A. Oh, yes. I'm so down. All right. So questions. Ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one, what's something that made you smile today? Talking to you. Ah, stop it. Number two, coffee or tea? Coffee all the way. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Well, if you can't already tell, I am an extrovert. <laughs> if you could be anyone else for one day, who would you be? That's a tricky one. I would probably be Blake Lively so I could have sex with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a great answer. Um, Hinge or Bumble? <clears throat> okay. I deleted all my dating apps officially because I've had a terrible experience on both. But I think I had a worse experience on Bumble. So I'm going to go with Hinge. Even though the last guy I went on a date with, he showed up blackout drunk to my FaceTime date. That's when I that's when Wait, I decided to delete. We love that. <laughs> yes, I, I think if you are uh, struggling, anyone listening struggling with dating right now, just delete the apps. It's fine. Just delete like, it. Like, 2021 is, yeah, it's, it's the new <laughs> year. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, pool or beach? Okay, beach all the way. That, that, I was curious about your answer for that. Uh, guilty pleasure smack? Mm, okay. Anything with peanut butter, chocolate, whipped cream. Oh, no, scratch that. I literally just had an epiphany. It's icing. Give me, oh, give me a cupcake. I won't eat the cupcake. I'll just eat the icing. I'm, I love that. I love it. I can eat literally a pound of icing and i haven't had icing in so long it's so fucking good icing that frosting all of it amazing <laughs> last but not least what is your biggest piece of advice for anyone struggling right now my piece of advice would be to know first of all that you are never alone in what you are going through it can feel like we are so in our heads sometimes and that our problems are so incredibly big, but you really have to take a step back and change your perspective and not to, I guess, negate the fact that anyone is struggling. But I think really shifting your perspective and realizing that you are kind of just such a small piece in this universe and that there is so much love out there and you just really need to ask for it. You need to kind of reach out to people. You need to tell people your problems. Don't keep it in. It is so incredibly not healthy. And if you need to just write it out, talk to a friend, do what you need to do, but get it out some way. And I think that is just kind of one step to really initiate the process of healing when you are struggling with something. That's perfect. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so happy we got to chat. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I loved every second talking to you. This definitely was the highlight of my day by far. No, seriously. It definitely got me 
thinking and just feeling all sorts of good. So Sarah, go ahead and plug yourself and all of your content and where people can find you. Yes. Okay. So like I said, I am the host of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. My Instagram handle, it is, it's kind of a mouthful. It has a lot of periods. So it's at it period ain't period it period sis. Be sure to follow me on my Instagram handle. I'm sure Emily can plug it into the um, the show notes down below. But you can follow me on that. Be sure to subscribe to my channel and slide into my DMs anytime. I'd love to chat. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here and I'll talk to you later, girl. Bye. guys I really hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did recording it really got me thinking about self-love and self-care and how I take care of myself and how I show myself some love so hopefully you guys can reflect on that as well but thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for the support and the constant support it's only been three months that this podcast has been out which is so surprising but I've just been loving every single moment of it and meeting so many amazing people. And I'm just so proud of this little community that we have built and that we are continuing to build. All right, guys, that is it for today. All the information about Sarah, uh, my Instagram for the podcast, all of the resources for the Black Lives Matter movement are in the show notes. And everything can also be found in detail on our Instagram at the Purpose Project Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll chat with you next week. Bye guys.